you're listening to Have Kids, They Said. It will be fun, they said. Or so we thought. I'm Danielle Raffenbark, and with me is my under-the-weather co-host, Jerry Raffenbark. I'm Jerry Raffenbark, <laughs> and I have so much fun alongside my amazing wife being Paris to Gardner, who is four, KJ, who is two, and Steele, who is nine months. Gosh, we haven't recorded this since Gardner was three. It's been a little while. Yeah. Hurricanes and sickness and just busyness and yeah, whatnot. We're going to try and do better. No promises. <laughs> so this week we're talking about morning routines, trying to get everyone ready and out the door. Mm. I have to say our morning routine could use some work. From my end, not yours. <laughs> we try. We try so hard. This news button is, is definitely my friend. Uh, so I, I went out to the Have Kids They Said community and surveyed some people on what they do for morning routines. And of course, um, a wonderful woman I went to high school with, Hazel, um, she has a newborn and I see her posting at 4.30 in the morning with the sunrise out there running. And of course, you know, she says she does go back to sleep after that. But man, I was super jealous. I don't have that kind of energy. Good for her. I'm just... It's remarkable that you went to high school with a girl named Hazel. Yeah. I mean, it's an old person name. It's, I mean, I'm interested. I mean, it's interesting. I'm just, <laughs> I was more fascinated by that than to the 430 run. I'm like, wait, wait a 30-something-year-old named Hazel? Yeah, she was super nice. I mean, it's not. I'm, it's just, it's Hazel. Like, You think it's a, an old name? I know it's an old name. <laughs> she can have like a sister named Blanche or... <laughs> Gertrude. <laughs> like old, so mean. That's a, no, it's just an old school name. Yeah. Well, I liked it. She was always very nice. That's cool. Uh, someone else I also went to high school with, Caitlin, chimed in and said her alarm clock is her kids, which, you know, on the weekends is us too. And yes. I do know Caitlin's a stay-at-home mom. And gosh, that'd be nice to have kids be the alarm clock every morning instead of the actual alarm clock. But there's no snoozing the children. No. <laughs> As we all know. And of course, you know, Damon said purposely hitting snooze a few times. So I feel you, buddy. I feel you. And then uh, our friend Brandy wakes up at six and hits the gym for two hours. These people working out, man. Uh, we need to get it together. How many kids do they have? Um, I'm not sure. Caitlin has three. Mm. Yeah. How many does Hazel have? She has one. There you go. Brandy. <laughs> Well, right now, one that yeah. they'll have two soon. So. True. So, talking about morning routines, I had this article come across my inbox that said, having a morning routine can set you up for greatness. And so, here are the highlights. There are six quick things. One was lay your clothes out before you shower. Because mm-hmm. they described it as like, oh, I got out of the shower and look what my personal stylist laid out for me. What a surprise. (laughs) Just a reframing. That sounds ridiculous. (laughs) It sounded ridiculous to me too. But Mm. I mean, it does stop you from going to the closet and changing your outfit three times. Maybe that's just a me problem. Well, I wear a uniform, so that really isn't an issue. Fair. Uh, The second thing was Awake with Intention, um, which had journaling for five minutes. And the writer actually had this really awesome journal that I want to find and replicate. It had an inspirational quote, a space to write three things she was grateful for, 
three things that would make today great, and then a space for two positive affirmations. And I love this idea. I actually don't think I will ever do it, but I really love the concept. Huh. Uh-uh. No, not for you. Huh? I, didn't, I didn't journal when I didn't have kids. I'm not a journaler. I'm very much a writer, so I feel like it would get me in the right headspace for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the third thing was take comfort in the rituals. Stop and smell the roses. Relish that cup of coffee you have. That kind of thing. The things that make your day steady as opposed to the rush around. And open up some headspace was the fourth one, which they reference literally listening to headspace, which is an app for meditation. And I'm just, I don't know if I can get behind the meditation. People love it. Yeah, I've never done meditation. My head, my brain moves about a thousand miles an hour. That's what I'm saying. It's really good for people though. Um, The ritual thing, I will say back in the day when I worked at Caterpillar, I had to be there at seven and I would get up every day and it was like a 30 minute drive there. I would get up every day at 530 get out of bed and go sit on the couch and lay down on the couch, but watch sports center or something for 30 minutes and like eat some breakfast and just wake up that way. Yeah. It was just my little routine. I did every day for four years. That's a good ritual. Uh, the fifth thing was relish getting ready and the writer puts on power up music or motivational talks, which I think you and I both do on occasion. So I think that's one we can kind of check off. Plus an election Terry. I mean, they're funny. I'm they just get saying, you laughing. This lady sounds very sad. Sad. Like, that she needs this kind of, like, I don't know, all these, like, pick-me-ups and affirmations and, I don't know. I think it's a great way to start your day. I think you have, if you need all that to get you started. I'm just saying. I'm, I, weep, I weep for her. That's not nice. It's sad. I mean, do you really need that much affirmation to get going in the morning? We set, all have to go. Set you up. Well, it, I got to tell you that the last thing was go and energized and awake. And only then did she check her phone. It was a number of things that were just getting you focused before you hit the ground running. Because research does say if you check your phone the first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. it is correlated to less satisfaction in your life. Not if you've won fantasy football the night before. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other thing. And I'm doing a lot of that. So checking my phone on Tuesday mornings is a blast. Or if you're checking the wave wire on Wednesday. (laughs) Well, I mean, I have to say, our morning routine looks nothing like this. My morning routine, I don't want it to look like this. (laughs) (laughs) I strive for better. It's a self-improvement. I strive for better. First off, I feel like when I shower in the morning, I sweat more during the day. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I work outside. Yeah. I just feel like I just retain all this moisture. Mm -hmm. And then the wake with intention, I'm awake. And journaling, the. It's just not like, for you, this, I guess. Just, this whole thing is just sounds so hippie. Yeah, just liberal nonsense to me. This is just, eh, eh. But I mean, I guess if you need it, but you're up. You're alive. You're breathing. That is enough affirmation. Everybody, nobody likes going to work. Nobody likes getting up. It's just, at least you're able to get up. I think finding joy in the small things is enough to get up. Well, I think it's just that, just being reminded to choose joy. But you don't need this six-step process. I mean, there's a lot of motivational talks and power of music. I don't never, I've never bought into all that. I think it's just, I don't know. You're just against the grain. 
I don't know, if you can't find motivation in the fact that you're alive and breathing and have, you know, a, your purpose is to be alive. I don't know. I never had looked for that. What's my purpose? My purpose is to do what I'm doing and do it at my best. I don't know. I just, I'm reading this as, as you're showing me. This is the first I've seen it. And I'm just like, a little sad for that person. They need a lot of, like, I don't know. It's like a lot of work to get happy. <laughs> This was just to kind of get you moving I'm and energized. Okay. Moving with your day. All right. Yeah, you don't I, think, no. I, obviously, you don't think so, and that's okay. Like I said, it's uh, it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. No, no, I get I'm that. Exhausted. But maybe we're just tired. But I don't, I don't know. Like, what other tips would you give for improving the morning routine for you? V eight energy. <laughs> They can mention coffee. That's like the same thing. Always take pleasure at your local coffee shop. Yeah. This just sounds very good in granola, honey. You know this isn't that, yeah. I think she lives in New York City. Sounds very granola. I, was, I would think this is a Seattle person. This is the, I don't know if you remember, I mean, you've heard the statement, but it's Stuart Smalley. I am good enough. I am smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Or you is kind. You, you is smart. smart. You, you is, is important. important. Yeah, May Mowgli or Stuart Smalley. It's just <laughs> like I've never bought into Tony Robbins and all these different people. Like that you these people listen to these motivational tapes. Like my motivation, I don't know. I don't know if it's my faith. Maybe it's or like a sense of self importance. It reminds me of when like I go running and hear like a power up running song. You know? It gets me pumped up. You you were a sports guy. Like things like that would get you pumped up. Why not apply the similar concept to a morning routine? I reckon. I mean, I, I can't argue with the, the philosophy. Your philosophy is solid. It's not that and you're hundred percent right when you say that. You know, I do enjoy a good like rah. like a good rally up to get yeah. on the field speech yeah. or big motivational, you got this, and like oh, no. pumping up the music, you get a coach that gets you all excited. It's the same thing. It's but just I'm, about. I don't know. I've just never, I don't know. Starting your morning off right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I just never, I don't think I've ever needed that. But I could see where it would be a thing. I don't know that I need all of this either. Maybe it's um, just, I thought maybe it was interesting. It's, maybe it's the, all six together, I think is a little much. Maybe one or two. These are just. No, this sounds like this chick's everyday routine. This is a very much an advice kind of article. This is somebody who literally is just a writer. Yeah. And has that time to do all these things. Yeah. Like this is a person who has no children as a writer. Or if they do have children, their nanny has the children. Like this is unrealistic for parents. (laughs) Is he judgment? I'm just saying this is this just seems okay, I think you might get the number like this was just my summary. Number two, bullet point three before Gardner comes in here and just blows everything up. Oh, I mean, I don't think it would work for me, but I mean, it feels yeah, like it could get, start to your day. Maybe four. I try meditating when Gardner and Katie Jane are running. Well, I think the whole idea, though, is to get up a little earlier. I mean, if I were to improve one thing about my morning routine, it would be to get up earlier. But I don't really know how to make myself get up any earlier. Because even when you go to bed early, you still get up late, a little later than you want to. It's, terrible. it's the rush around. I mean, like, I would love to try to avoid the rush around in the morning. I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. There are some things that I would do for a morning routine. So getting away from this article, like setting an alarm for bedtime, 
I've heard people do that so that you go to bed at the same time every night. It's not like an excuse of I can watch five more minutes of TV, which turns into an hour kind of thing, or read one more chapter in this book, which might turn into two or three. Uh, also, keep your phone in another room and have a regular old-fashioned alarm clock. So that way, in the middle of the night, when your brain is racing, you're not checking your phone and getting that light to kind of wake you up. And then for the morning, yeah, if, you're, if your alarm's going off and it's like your favorite song, I mean, that could get you pumped up and get moving out of bed. And then having things in the same spot, things where you know, like kids' clothes or shoes, you know, nothing is more frustrating than running around the house looking for kids' shoes. Yeah. So having kind of a spot, preparing a lot of prep the night before so you don't run around like a crazy. And yet I still run around like a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's there's life. I think that's just. Uh, I mean, we used to have a routine before we had kids. We had to get up super early. We were so rushed even then, though. No, I was never felt rushed. Well, I always had certain... to make the bus. That was stressful. We don't have the coffee. We had the timer set and all that stuff. That was nice. Yeah, but see, was... we did all that prep the night before. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just. But that's also it's just different when you have kids and all that stuff to deal with. So many factors that are unknown. I mean, we're getting up at five in the morning then. That's true. Not earlier. Because I mean, it'd be a crack and by six. And that was, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I was leaving the house at 530. Yeah. That's true. I don't know what happened. And you were going to bed like 10, 1030? I know. I don't know what happened. Kids. Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, we tried. We tried to make a morning routines better. You didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find uh, people, if you feel like this isn't working, yelling at your partner will sometimes get things going. <laughs> I don't want to get to the yelling stage. <laughs> <laughs> little insight to the rhyming part. I don't want to get to the yelling stage. Just saying. That Just usually, need some assistance up in here. Usually gets a swift kick in the butt going. Just <laughs> yell at him. <laughs> You know, if you've asked five times before. I'm that. not saying what you, <laughs> I didn't deserve it. You're the good motivator. Just yell. Oh, goodness. All right. Do you have a parenting pick this week? Um. Well, I would say, uh, not a, I don't know if it's a parenting pick, like an item or something, but a lot of people are now going, tis the season for uh, hay rides and mm-hmm. like uh, farms and stuff like that. Pumpkin patches. Yeah, pumpkin patches, what yeah. have you. Um, I think it's an excellent thing. Our our son loves it. Mm-hmm. Our daughter loves it. Uh, you know, and you got a lot of them. I mean, they have a Dean's Farm around here. That's mm-hmm. really good. But, like, I mean, every area has really nice. I think Holly Ridge at the Wake Forest, mm-hmm. uh, that area is, like, a really, really popular one. Hill but Ridge Farms. Hill Ridge Farms, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's a – it's a lot of fun. It's a relatively inexpensive way to like kill some time and have some fun and you know, everybody gets in on it. Hopefully so, we all go to the farm this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing's better than a farm when it's 90 degrees. It's supposed so, to be 70. I know I'm saying weekend. like, I mean, in general, like, you know, yes, I'd rather go. I'm saying. Yeah. I think it'd be nice this weekend, but yeah. So, you know, take your kid to a pumpkin patch. Yeah. yeah in the cornfield. There you go. All right, my parenting pick this week is a book I just finished on Audible. I do the the listening to books, and it is called Mommy Burnout. And it was really well laid out. 
delved into sort of the many causes of mommy burnout and how to um, work towards being better about self-care and asking for help and all these things. It was a really good read and uh, I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed listening to it. It took me a little while to get through, but overall, I think it was just a really, it was really eye-opening. It's one of those things that's not diagnosable by the DSM-4, which is what psychologists use to diagnose. DSM-5 now. Five. Oh, that's right. The DSM-5 now. Um, it's not going to be listed in there, but uh, this psychologist that wrote this book um, did a lot of research and both anecdotally through her patients uh, and general research about it and concluded it is a thing. Moms carry a lot of different weight and can be very easily burned out, afraid to ask for help, not paying attention to self-care. In the mom community, we all kind of joke that like, if we took a shower, it's a good day, you know, like as if that's the, the <laughs> standard, you know, the, the, but the minimum needs that may or may not be met, that kind of thing, just giving ourselves uh, to all the people around us and not putting our oxygen mask on before helping others. Yeah. And so mommy burnout, it was really good. I really enjoyed it and I highly recommend it. But I have always had an issue with like seeing moms like, like really cleaned and up and all made up and everything. Your kids got chocolate all around their mouths and looking all dirty and thrown away. And like, I think you should get your kids looking a little put together first before you go look into the nines. Yes. And then you can go completely in the other direction where you're rolling out of the house with, in with the messy bun and you haven't slept or showered and you're in the yoga pants and you know you just lose yourself well yoga pants on some moms are very nice (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness i'm just saying some um, some moms pull it off very well yes so should we talk about our travel or or what our uh, voicemail memo oh yeah we can wrap it up with our voicemail we got a voice memo from our awesome friend out on the West Coast. Miss Anna Vic. Anna Vic. And she sent us a memo, a voice memo about travel. We're super excited. It's uh, our first voice memo. We're very excited about it. Thank you so much, Anna. Okay, so Anna writes, Hey guys, just sending a voice message reply to your Traveling with Kids podcast. Have enjoyed them all, but this definitely brought back memories of my tough trip with Naomi alone to Florida. Definitely never again. (laughs) Ha! Thanks, guys, for the entertainment. Hope to see you soon. Warmly, Anna. And we're going to play a little clip from what Anna had to say about traveling with Naomi. Hey, guys. Just listened to your whole podcast about travel, and I was just reminded of my amazing trip alone with our then three-year-old Naomi. Just kidding about the amazing part because the travel part was horrendous. I was just recalling walking through the airport with her huge toddler uh, car seat along with a luggage and the little daughter of mine who liked to wander and who really didn't care about my desire to get to security on time. And we actually didn't make it. We got to the gate and they told us, oh, sorry, we changed gates. And the other gate was across the whole airport. I ran as much as I could with my child, suitcase and car seat. And they told me they'd hold the gates. But of course we got there and they had already closed the door. 
So I considered that one of the worst days ever. <laughs> um, I cried. I talked to someone there. They made me pay money to get on the next flight. And Josh, of course, called uh, customer service and got that back and was really upset that they made his wife cry with their little daughter traveling alone. But um, horrible. Nobody offered help. Nobody told me I could check the car seat in at the gate or prior to getting to the gate. Um, so I would just recommend what I learned on that little trip was on my way back I brought lollipops and that's what I used for a bribe to make sure she continued to walk and follow me like a little doggy. Come here. Come on Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely hard as a parent to go alone on a flight anywhere. So definitely do allow more time like you guys said and good luck. Um, we'll see. We haven't traveled on a flight in a while but now we have a little baby one-year-old boy too to deal with so we'll see how we do when we finally get to North Carolina and hope to see you guys there keep up the good work with the podcast I love listening bye that was so nice was and so I hear you I hear you on all the things when I heard it was one of the worst days ever and this is a girl who married Josh <laughs> so I mean she's experienced bad days and she's married to Josh, and this was one of the worst days. So that tells you how bad this truly was. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, you're already stressed out. It's a very stressful situation. Going to the airport by yourself, much less having a child in tow. And then, you know, and then, oh, my gosh, switching gates. And she was, this is mm. three years old. That means they still live in L.A. Mm-hmm. So. That's not easy. Oh, my gosh, LAX is brutal. Oh. I love the bribes part, though. That's by far my favorite. We I'm never say, above bribes. No, we say on vacations, it's whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You, yeah. you want the iPad for five days? No problem. Yeah. You want to have a candy all flight? No problem. I love the lollipops. You know who I really felt the worst for in the whole story? Mm-hmm. The customer service person I had to get I had to Josh. deal with. <laughs> Josh is a the fierce rat. negotiator. And, uh, yeah, I feel bad for that person. I will say, I will say, um, Anna, if you travel again, just deep breaths, girl. Deep breaths. Well, and I mean, nobody even told her she could check her car. That's true. That's a huge game changer. That's true. That just is very true. Turn that thing through. But also, it there there is an end. I think that's that's why I get through flying with the kids every time, is that this is temporary. So when it gets bad, even if I want to cry, I just take a deep breath and say, this is temporary. This mm-hmm. will not last. And that, that seems to that seems to help. Help my mindset. This is only temporary. Even if they cry the whole time, this is only temporary. At some point we will get off this flight. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Maybe a little worse for wear. It's rough. But we will get off the flight. It's rough. <laughs> but thank you so much, Anna, for sending that in. We thank really you. appreciate that. Um, anyone else, please feel free to send us uh, voice memos uh, if you have anything, questions or whatever. We're doing our best to address them. You can send those to have kids, they said, podcast at gmail.com. And that's it for this episode. So if you like what you hear, you can tell us. We are in Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe and rate and review us. Until next time, I'm Jay Rappenbach. And I'm Danielle Rappenbach. We hope your parenting life continues to be fun, rewarding, and not too chaotic. A little chaotic. It makes us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> See, you need some self-esteem too, just like that morning routine, girl. Mine is. Wait, no, hold on. Make sure you <laughs> that morning routine, girl. Not that morning routine, girl. Like I'm not a girl. <laughs>
No, I love, I'm German. It's Schadenfreude. <laughs> like, only the Germans would have a word for this. Taking pleasure in other people's misery. Goodness. The Germans. So, yeah. Thank you so much for everyone listening, and uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good morning to you. <laughs> <laughs>